Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Nick hung up over there? I thought he was just posing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> alive. Hey, Nick. <laughs> Let's just do the podcast like this. See how long it takes somebody to notice in the comments. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Are we even on? This thing going? Someone says we're good looking. Oh, hi, everybody. Hey. I didn't know we were on. Well, we're on now. We're live. What's up, people? We're waiting on Nick Roush's internet before we can start the podcast. Everyone sit tight. Freddie, I see you're wearing a Bills hat. Was that intentional? Uh, well, you know, it's in my rotation of hats. I mean, I feel, I feel I have like... A war, I have a wardrobe and a hat rotation. I got about five shirts that I wear, and I rotate them around. So, I feel like given I... the circumstances, maybe you could have gone with a different hat. You know, well, got, a little, got a little thing going on right now. Kicks off Nick, in nine minutes. I'll be honest, Drew, because I'm always honest with you. Nick texted me. You want me to read this text? Yeah, please. This is breaking just, all the bro just, codes. Just keep in mind we have a live audience. I know this technology is new to you. We're, is we're this on. breaking a, a bro code here? Well, I mean, people can see it and hear it. I don't know what it says. Feel free. Luck it. You have a vote. <laughs> Should he go for it? You are the guy. Cat's out of the bag now. You got to say it. I'm going to quote it. Bring your Bills hat tonight. Let's fire up the pressure cooker on Drew's Titans. <laughs> oh, okay, Nick. Bring your internet tonight. We start at 7. It's 7.07. Where are you? This is just south end Louisville, Drew. I mean, it's just you just lucky that they even have uh, running water out there. While we wait on Nick Roush, we'll take some questions from our YouTube commenters here who are here waiting for a podcast that is yet to start. Anybody got anything? How many beers can Drew Franklin down before noon? At Oxford, probably 25. On a regular day, I, I try to go with zero before noon. Uh, Mr. Green Cowie says, hey, fellas, did Stoops hint we're going back to the old school running game, man on man versus outside zone? Lucky you want to take that one? I mentioned more downhill running, but they have been running some gap scheme stuff. It just has been more of toss plays to the outside. So uh, we'll see. I mean, um, Stoops also mentioned that he talked to Scangarello and Yenzer about the lack of wide zone. So... I don't know. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. There's a feels like it's a lot of they're throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks right now. Nick is yeah, I mean, we're, we're three games into this, and what's their identity, Freddie? I don't know what their run game I, identity I is. I don't know either. And, and Adam, I, you know, we're three games into this. We've seen very little progress other than two quarters in Gainesville, besides some exceptional individual explosive plays. 
and mainly those have to do with Will Levis, the pass catchers in the pass game. But other than that, it's just been a very inconsistent offense that, quite frankly, I, I want to see more of. By saying more of, I mean maybe less of the playbook, simplify with these young guys and just get it downhill, let them play. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't think, you know, Kentucky's played three games, had three different starting offensive lines, and then the running back health issue. I'm not making excuses here, but it's just not on the offensive line. Like Stoop said, yep. receivers, you have to block tight ends, have to block better. Will's got to put them in a right, right set, right formation, right angle. And then Eli Cox has got to make calls. I mean, it, it's an 11-man operation that's, that's sputtered, if we're going to be honest, for 10 quarters out of this season. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to be honest again, looked worse in game three than it did in game one in the second, first half of game two. So if Mark Stoops says not to panic or not to worry, I'm not going to. And it took a while. If you, and listen, listen, It took a while for Liam Cohen's offense to get going too. So yeah. just keep that in mind too. Patience is, is not easy for a fan base, Drew, but just, you know, it, it has to clean up this week. I don't think there's any other way around that, right, Adam? I mean, it's got to be better this week or, or I will start hit the uh, I'm really concerned button. I will say uh, patience has got to get better with the KSR football podcast too. Um, I guess we need to come up with a game plan here. We can just have fun on YouTube for a little bit, but we also need our actual podcast. Do Any more questions a... out there, Drew? Or are we? Well, I mean, should we just should we just do a show just for YouTube right now, and then we'll? Yeah, we don't want to do, do the podcast Q... without. Yeah, I Q&A. guess you're you're sitting at the bar with me, Drew and Freddie. Fire away! Yeah, everybody's here. Let's just this will be um, an Ask Anything Monday. It was going to be the live recording of the KSR football podcast. We don't have Nick. We could do it without him, but I feel like for the audio-only version, we should do an actual show. So here we go. We'll just start right now. The first ever and maybe the only ever live YouTube Ask Anything as I get ready for the Titans to kick off. See um, that, Drew? Oh, you got it. Is this our sponsor, Seltzer Water? No. You know on the pregame show? Oh, yeah. That's it. So, Freddie. I, I will say this. We're, we're happy to have Justice Dingle as our uh, – Justice Dingle. Justice Dental. <laughs> Sorry, Doc Thompson. Justice Dental as our partners for this podcast, and we couldn't do anything without them. And uh, Drew and I are both patients, and we love our time there. Look at how that logo popped up. See, we got everything but Roush working tonight. We need a name for this show. Monday night, we'll delete it. Nobody will know it existed show. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just go to some questions. Looks like we got some. Where's the What's question this- at? Yeah, uh, YouTube stream. If, or chat. I'll, I'll read them to you, Freddie. Okay. Here, this one. This one's for you. Yeah. What's the ceiling for this team results-wise? I know you don't make predictions, but do you have a ceiling question. for this team. I hate that question. My ceiling is to go four and zero because I'm not looking past Northern Illinois, and I'm I have nothing to do with the program anymore. I want to see some offensive improvement. I mean, I want to see consistency. I want to see better effort. And, and I want to see, uh, you know, Kentucky's giving up far too much action on its own line, backfield, 19 tackles for loss, 11 quarterback sacks. The sacks are a little bit deceiving because some of those are on wheel. And sometimes the defense wins, like the bootleg sack, the, the edge defender stayed home. That happens. But the tackles for loss to me is the most concerning thing. My ceiling is, is to not have a bunch of them on Saturday. How about that? Oh, look who's here. Look who's hey, I made it to the party. Hey, for there, now. pal. We were just doing a little YouTube uh, Ask Anything. Well, I love it whenever um, 
I go to get on an internet show and my computer is just like, internet, I don't need you. Um, man. And you know what? It, it, I'm glad that Freddie brought up the frustrations because I kind of felt like Mark Stoops felt today when Luckett asked him, how are the receivers blocking? And uh, Stoops, I thought Stoops was going to fight you, Luckett. It was – so the answer was no. He was not Listen, happy man, with receivers. I, if we need to get on the receivers for blocking, I, I will do it. Uh, the, get off the big boys for a little bit. Let's get some of the skinny guys out on the perimeter. Um, when you run a butt, when we, they run a tunnel screen, you need to block for the play to be successful. So that that has been uh, on tape that has shown up. So um, I wasn't surprised that Stoops said yes. It needs to improve. I was surprised <laughs> that um, the uh, the anger that kind of came out of that you could see the steam coming out of his ears uh, in the press conference room. That so you can definitely tell that's been. Um, a point of emphasis, and it's not just that. Uh, Stoops on his coach's show said the night he got after the offensive line today in practice. Um, so, I mean, I, Freddie can maybe answer that or talk about this be- better than we can since he's been in there, but it sounds like it's going to be potentially just a long week of practice for that offense. Very long week. <laughs> hey, hang on, hang on. But we need to – let's get an actual podcast started here. We're just <laughs> rambling. I mean, we do need to put this on iTunes. Wait. Hey. We were just chatting, waiting for you. Oh, with all our guests. So, yeah. So we're going to and start a podcast if, if your internet's working now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we Take it from started? the top. Okay. Yeah. Everyone just got to see a little behind the scenes waiting on Roush. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the KSR Football Podcast. Welcome to the KSR Football Podcast. (laughs) 
presented my friend to Justice Dingle. Ding, Justice Ding. Dingle. <laughs> we got the Dingle double dip today. You know, this is exactly what I wanted from this week's podcast. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks to our friends from Justice Dingle. They've got two excellent locations, one on Wellington, one on Blazer. You can visit them at justicedental.com to book an appointment. Do it right now. Get your teeth clean. Get them pretty. It's your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. You don't need to go to one place to get a filling, go to another, get a root canal, go all across town. It's your one-stop shop for all your dental needs, just like we're your one-stop shop for all your Kentucky sports football needs. Um, even though we might be able to have hazard during a bye week, uh, this is very much a – it's going to be a fun podcast because Drew's Tennessee Titans are kicking off as we speak. So we're going to be busting his chops because the Titans are going to get housed on Monday Night Football. Um, oh, wow. He's even got a helmet. They might need to put you in later, <laughs> uh, the way the Buffalo Bills are playing. Um, but that's happening. Uh, we've got angry Mark Stoops at the offense. And, Freddie, I just I just love having uh, an angry Stoops after a win. I feel like that's when you, you start to see some of their best stuff. I can tell you, uh, been around Mark a lot. Worked for Mark. As soon as he sat down, my exact words were, uh-oh. I, I recognized that face. I could tell he was not happy, and somebody was getting ready to get it. And uh, then his opening remarks were inter rudely interrupted, and I thought he was really going to come unglued. And I think uh, he was not in a good mood when he sat down, and it continued to get worse. And, yes, it's going to be a tough practice week for Kentucky, especially on the close field, right? You, you go walk away from the, the facility. The first field is an offense field. Second field is a defense field. So the close field is going to have a lot of scrutiny on it this week. I think Mark Stoops, you know, he he over, oversees all of it, but I think he's going to spend a lot of time on that offensive field this week. Well, and the way he put it too, like look at – I mean, Will Levis threw for 377 yards. Kentucky won 31 to nothing. There's some good out there, but – the, the big plays uh, seem to overlook some of the technical errors, and you're not seeing the efficiency that, that we're used to seeing from uh, this Kentucky offense. Yeah, six non-sack tackles for loss, four sacks, multiple procedure penalties. Three players fumbled, two interceptions. They had a good day on offense. It was just like the negative plays were just horrific. Um, extremely high havoc rate, Youngstown State recorded, and it just it took the shine off what could have been a big offensive day. And then you add in um, their inefficiency to finish drives there in the red zone. And so it's just – I mean, it starts with the run game, but it's not that. It's just little stuff too. Um, they, they throw tunnel screens a few times. They finally busted one with Demarcus Harris. Um, but it, that's been just like – that much off just because they're not getting that one block they need out there on the edge. Um, you know, Will that's taking some sacks probably he shouldn't probably he shouldn't take. Um, it's just a few little things that are all adding up. And I think you're starting to see the frustration from the coaches. You saw it from Rich Scangarello on Saturday and now you're seeing it uh, from Stoops. And I'll be interested to see like what what is the tone when we go over there for practice tomorrow, Tuesday evening, like how do how do they feel because Feels like a big prove-it week because they, they I don't think they've played as well as they wanted to play in any, any game so far this year. Uh, they're three and zero. They've done some good things. Will Levis is putting up some big numbers, but they feel like they're leaving a lot of meat on the bone. And you know the season really starts 
um, coming up here soon. You've got eight games in a row against power conference opponents after this Northern Illinois game. Um, like it's, it's nut up or shut up time right now. So they got to get some stuff fixed and we're about to learn a lot about them here soon. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, Drew, but I just can't stand when people leave meat on the bone. Um, I mean, I know the wings are great at KS Bar and Grill, and they, there's a lot of meat there to chew on. But you still, you can't leave any meat. I mean, you're just—it's being wasteful. Like it's—it's it's disgusting. I know that none of the fans in Buffalo would ever leave any meat on the bone when they go down to wreck the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Well, uh, it's in, it's in Buffalo um, tonight. I was at the last one where we beat them in Nashville last year. But I do like being three and zero. Kentucky being three and zero. And having Mark Stoops mad, it's like you're undefeated and you won in the swamp and you passed Bear Bryant, but you're showing up to practice every day ready to chew someone's ass out because they're not playing the way you want them to. It's kind of a good spot to be in for Kentucky football, I think. I mean, obviously, we'd like the line to be playing a little better and the offense would look to be a little look to be playing a little better, but the teaching moments are there for this week of practice. Now we'll see what they do it, but we saw how mad Mark Stoops was, and I can't imagine how bad the players have been getting it since Saturday. I, I appreciate you're wearing your road whites for the away game. Like I should have known just by seeing the road well, whites. I don't, on the KSR I don't dress YouTube with page. the team. <laughs> I mean, I do have a helmet, but. Right, right. I, I do appreciate everybody following along uh, on the Kentucky Sports Radio YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet and you're watching us here, like what are you waiting for? Get in there, get in the chat. It's a lot of fun. Uh, somebody asked earlier is if we're sessionable. Um, they also asked, is KSR going to have a setup for the Ole Miss game? Uh, it's going to be an early one, but look at, I think you've got the plug for uh, the Grove setup. Pretty much anybody and everybody I've talked to that's going to the Ole Miss game is going with Luckett. So it's going to be a party there. Beer, bad day to be a light in Oxford, Mississippi. But yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. I don't. I, first time going to Oxford. Uh, I know Drew's been there, so you need to figure out the lay of the land. But yeah, we'll we'll figure something out in the Grove. I think uh, if you're looking, there is places where you can rent a tent, um, and that seems like the move there if you're looking for something. So um, I'd imagine just seeing from pictures, we'll all be in kind of the same vicinity. So I'm sure we'll run into each other and we'll figure out something. My one experience was also a noon game, 11 o'clock game locally, 12 years ago. It's the longest we've ever had to wait between any road trip ever, 12 years. And they give us noon again. We've moved on from it. It's all about taking in a positive attitude, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to get up at 5 a.m., and we're going to drink then and start the day then. But uh, I'm with Luckett. Just find a tent. I'm sure Blue will find each other. We just got to make sure we show up strong. And we're not going to let ESPN – and the SEC win by taking the night game from us. We're going to show up and be just as loud as we would have been just a little bit earlier. I'm not driving to Mississippi to sleep in anyway, so what's getting up? Yeah, I mean, team no sleep. You're you're a proud card-carrying member of it. You'll do just fine. Um, it's just, you know, it's going to be a different kind of experience for folks down in Oxford. Uh, Freddie, I believe you've played down at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. What 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 was it? wasn't that the first time you saw a cotton field? Yes, it was. It was the first time I've been down that far south, and I didn't know. I thought it was snow on the ground. I, I didn't. I'd never seen it, and uh, it's it's a it's a unique trip uh, to Oxford. The facilities have gotten a lot better since I played there because I think we dressed in the gym like <laughs> a high school game. 
and it wasn't very crowded. But yeah, I've uh, I've been to both both Mississippi schools, and uh, I almost went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss recruited me really really hard, and Coach Brewer I think was his name, if my memory's correct. So yeah, I'm pretty familiar with Ole Miss. Well, Drew and Adam and Tyler, we're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of Kentucky fans down there, but we're not here to talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about Northern Illinois. Just while we're looking ahead, we can keep looking back at Youngstown. We, we're going to have a, a hodgepodge podcast. I've got just random topics to hit on throughout the night. Uh, and we're going to take your questions, too, on the KSR YouTube channel. Um, but like it, we, we were plugged in a little bit to that Northern Illinois game. If we find out that Rocky Lombardi – the former Michigan State transfer. If he's not playing, are we are we taking out the hammer on that twenty five and a half? Yeah, backup quarterback. I believe Nick Hampton. I believe his name. Redshirt freshman came in, and if you just kind of look, dig into like the success rate numbers, they weren't very good. He hit on one big bomb. I wasn't sure if it was a screen screen or a downfield pass. Um, but Northern Illinois is really humming on offense with Rocky Lombardi. Um, now we'll see. What, what it looks like, but like he was putting up some big numbers this year, averaging nine yards per attempt, 60 plus, I believe, percent completion rate. And he wasn't much of a runner this year, but if you look back at last year, he was a big runner. I think he ran for over 600 yards. Um, so he's a really, really good player for them. I think you can make the case he's one of the best quarterbacks Kentucky's played to this point in the season, if not the best. Um, so not having him would be a big loss. And if you look at their ground game, it just hasn't been as good as last year. And last year they ran for like 250 yards a game. So they've taken a step back there. Um, so we'll see. It would be a guy making his first start on the road against an SEC team. Um, that would – you think that you have to think that would go in Kentucky's favor, especially with the way they've been playing defense this year. Uh, Northern Illinois, they are the Huskies. They were picked uh, to finish first in their division. Uh, Freddie, how, where do you Huskies rank in your dog rankings? Um, well, I, I, I had a great Dane, which is my all-time favorite dog. Oh, yeah. So those are—they have some huge paws. Like it's like the size of do. your whole entire they hand. Do. They don't live very long, which is sad. But yeah, I love my my great Dane, and I had a Rottweiler in college, like every other football player in the eighties. Uh, so <laughs> I've had a few dogs, but I think you know this is a Corey Price question. Uh, has Kentucky ever gone back-to-back games with the Penguins and the Huskies? Oh, mascots. that's a great Corey Price question. I'm saying no. Yeah, yeah. I, Huskies are funny because they they can like talk kind of. If you've ever heard them, yeah. the way they howl, it's it's really funny. Um, but my my old next door neighbor, my longest friends, he's got one, and it. It's the they're the craziest dogs, man. They have no chill. It's they're not as bad as Boston Terriers. Like Terriers, Wofford, get the hell out of here. Bad dogs. Bulldogs, pretty good dogs. Um, real slobbery. Um, I, I'm I, I'm not sure what would be at a good. Smoky. See, but Smoky is it's a scent dog. So like once it gets a whiff of something, it's gone, right? Yeah. So I, I think you got to have a dog, a short-haired mutt that doesn't shed much and isn't too loud. Like that's that's really the perfect medium, a good old mutt. But nobody is proud of their mutts, right? Like so maybe we've got to go with the retrievers. Uh, I know there is it wasn't UMBC the retrievers. Yes. Um, oh yeah. So uh, and they took out locks 
Virginia Cavaliers. So I don't know. That's that's way up in my power rankings. The best dog mascot is in Corbin, the Red Hounds. A red what kind of dog? That is a good, a good dog. It's a red hound dog. I, I you know, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know if it was something. No, if it was like no, it's, it's it's Clifford bucket. Okay. <laughs> I'm so hard at this podcast because I'm watching the game and I'm trying to time up my TV with Drew's TV for his facial expression. Yeah, I know. And it's just it's cracking me up, man. Expressions haven't been good so far. Josh Allen's a robot. He's not fair. Uh, I know they're not a, a a mascot dog, but I had a cocker spaniel and a um, Jack Russell, so I'm I'm logging two votes for those. Not really intimidating on the football field, but in the dog realm, I'm putting two votes in for those. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how well a spaniel would do. A Rottweiler would be a great dog mascot, but that's not a. I, I don't think they have any of those out there. The Paris Greyhounds. It's another one. Mm-hmm. That is. That is. Um, and now we're just getting into mascot talk, which I love. Like, Scotties. Oh, the Scotty is fun. Yeah, that, that's a fun one um, because. It, it, it's got it's a double meaning right because they do the highlander games down there they flip the logs like there's a lot of uh and um I, aaron fleener's a great glasgow scotty um shout out to andrew wade another great glasgow scotty brandon stockton um all-time great was was josh carrier a glasgow scotty green. no no he was not Bowling green Kemp, Kemp bull Oh, Kim Bull was a – wow, just so many Glasgow Scotties out there. Really taking shots at the, the rest of uh, – is that Barron County? No. Yeah. 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 Man. Look at you. Tough to not be a city boy in Glasgow. Oh, I've played Rock Hall. I've, I've been to God's Country a time or two. Um, and they're going to show Northern Illinois what it's like. Uh, as like it alluded to earlier, they the Huskies did not get the W over Vanderbilt Commodores in DeKalb. Um, but they're, uh, they, sh- it's just, it's, it's so hard to judge Northern Illinois if they don't have Rocky Lombardi because Freddie, I mean, th- their defense did surrender. What was it? 38 points of Vanderbilt, even so. Yeah. So like Kentucky was going to be scoring points regardless. Um, and if you take away their quarterback who, I mean, the way this past defense has been playing, it could be another fun shootout at, at Kroger field for the cats. You know, I, I, it's strange how this offense is, play, is playing has really got me perplexed. Uh, Adam asked a great question. What's their identity? I don't know. Uh, but that defense is, is, is playing as good as any defense in America. Leading, leading the, uh, the country and passes defended, which we all thought last year was incredibly low. But I thought last week, this last week against Youngstown, that was the letdown game. Because a noon kickoff after Florida, all the celebrations, everything going on, I thought Youngstown would be the letdown let down game, and then Kentucky would get it right against Northern Illinois. Now I think Kentucky has to get it right against Northern Illinois before they go to Oxford. I mean, this is a, this is a mandatory, you know, this is a who are you game in that identity because there is so much to fix on this offense. I want to see some efficiency, but I, I think Kentucky comes out and plays its best game of the year on Saturday night and takes care of business. And 
it's kind of weird how it turned out like it because we didn't think that Youngstown could be the quote-unquote trap game, but like they played so poorly offensively that I it's hard to imagine a scenario where they come out lazy again, right? Like I think the coaches are going to tick them off so much that like they almost have to play well. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just I, I want to see like the run game has just been like they're just throwing stuff at the wall. Like you just don't I don't know what they do well. I don't know what their bread and butter is. Like they say it's a wide zone offense and they're really not running a lot of wide zone. They're running a boatload of jet sweep motion. How many jet sweeps have we seen? Mm, you know, maybe defense, one. defenses aren't like biting on these pre stat motions because right. they're not use they're not making that keeping them honest with it so uh, let's see them keep defenses honest with some of the stuff they're doing um you just have a feeling if they could get the run game going they could really start cooking with gas because i think we've seen some really good stuff from this past game and they've got they've got weapons at receiver they've got weapons at tight end but uh, they've had some protection issues and they they cannot get the run game going and the play action pass is a huge part of this scheme and if you can't if, if teams aren't going to respect the play action pass it really it's going to hurt you in the long run especially when you get against tougher competition and so they got to find a way to reestablish that ground game we all know the elephant in the room Chris Rodriguez is coming back against Ole Miss it's going to help some but they still got to figure out what they what are they going to hang their hat on when they get four minute offense what are they going to run to move the chains and get first downs um, and that's something they they really got to figure out but they've you know, I, you feel for them because, like, it's a different – like, the offensive line is just brand new. They haven't started the same offensive line yet in the game. We're about to play game four. So, there's just – there's so much moving moving parts. It's just been – it's just been a lot. And then they don't have their, you know, their workhorse, all-SEC tailback. They've had in, running back injuries to that room, which is hurt. Um, but you just got to hope they, they can figure – a plan that they can stick with. Maybe that'll show up against Northern Illinois. But for me, like it's impose, impose their will. They haven't imposed their will on anybody yet on that, that offensive front. That is the real, like, I think that's the biggest issue that they just haven't been able to mow down a Youngstown state or Miami, Ohio. That is, that's the worry part because that's, that was Kentucky football um, until this year. That's what they hung their hat on um, being able to run it down someone's throat. And they just haven't been able to do that this year. Well, and that's what um, – you, you make a good point in that it is going to be game four, and we haven't seen the same five guys out there to start the game in any two games um, because uh, Johnny was asking on the KSR YouTube page, like, if we're just prematurely judging them because Chris hasn't been there. And I think the reality is, Freddie, that Chris can make up for some mistakes, uh, but he can't make up for them all. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, how many times, even as good as Chris is, he may not take a tackle for a loss, but it'd be a one yard gain in some of those situations where the running backs are getting hit in the backfield. And like Mark said, it's not all the offensive line. Receivers blocking, tight ends got to get better blocking. Will's got to get them in the right direction. Eli's got to make good calls. I mean, there's so much more involved here. I think the effort needs to go up. But we've seen this defense play with fire. And I hate to sound like uh, Roman Harper here and just go all cliche, but we've seen the defense play with fire for three games. We've seen that emotion. We've seen 
the juice, as Mark Stoops likes to say. And we've not seen that from the offense. That is uncomfortable for me to watch and to be at after three games. But, again, I have to remind myself, and one reason the trap game, EKU, Austin P, and Chattanooga darn near beat Kentucky. So that, that was another reason I was worried about Youngstown. But, you know, it's just it, – I've not seen – the efficiency, nor have I seen the juice from their offense. And uh, with that, there, there's a lot to prove on Saturday. The, there certainly is. It, it feels like this is a, uh, I don't want to say make it or break it, but time to to lay it all out on the line, quite figuratively, quite literally. I do think it's harder for us to judge um, from above some of the run game woes because we don't know what's called. Um, you know, Stoops alluded to a couple of those plays where they weren't there pre-snap and they didn't get out of it. I think it's much more clear on who's messing up when it's a pass passing situation because you can kind of see if somebody's hot or not. And I mean, there was a couple times where Levis has just got to you just got to throw it, dude. They're bringing they're bringing guys. You got to get rid of it. Uh, but speaking of Levis, that guy, we're really starting to see it. I, I know it's. It's been kind of gradual, but Drew, that 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 throw that he had when he was kind of falling down and he just gave it a little flick of the wrist and it went in between three guys like a freaking rocket launcher and looked like the kind of throws that are just all over your Monday night football screen right now. Yeah, we'll be seeing that on his his draft night next May. I mean, it looked like he didn't even cock his arm back at all. Just it was just an all forward motion while leaning backwards, feeling pressure and hit a guy right in the numbers. He also had the one off his back foot that he just kind of flicked up, looked like Aaron Rodgers. And then the the mm-hmm. deep ball, it wasn't a completion, but the fact that he even threw it fifty yards while backpedaling, uh, he underthrew Jordan Anthony, which uh, you do that a lot, I assume. <laughs> But I just – you don't see that at the college level much anywhere at all. Um, he still has plenty of deficiencies. You just mentioned sometimes he needs to get rid of the ball, gets a little panicky. But he can just make throws and put the ball in places that people at this level aren't supposed to be able to do. And, heck, some guys at the next level can't do, especially that one you mentioned into traffic, kind of leaning back. And I think at one point he had six incomplete passes – and only two weren't caught because, or oh, excuse me, only four weren't caught because um, a couple of them were interceptions. I mean, dude was dialed in and you didn't even really realize it. Um, I've been a big jinx and I'd be happy to jinx your Titans tonight in the opposite direction. I'll, I'll happily do it for you, buddy. Um, but I appreciate it, Lucky, that you weren't going to jinx. Uh, Levis on Saturday and whenever he completed like 12 straight passes or something like that. Yeah, there's two games in a row he's came out hot like that. Uh, he's providing playmaking. They just got to get him a little help. And then it can open up even more. And I think Levis has been what we thought he could be this year. I think there's a lot to get excited about with him, even moving forward. There's just some other little things around him that they, they need to fix. Freddie, um, Tyler is not happy that you're wearing a Buffalo Bills hat tonight. You um, may, I already read your text. You missed it. <laughs> yeah. I threw you straight yeah, the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. yeah, Nick, why don't you tell us why Freddie's wearing a Buffalo Bills hat? <laughs> really, Freddie? <laughs> why don't you look me in these eyes and tell me why Freddie's wearing a Buffalo Bills hat? Who looks so sad? I, I broke, man. I got interrogated and I broke. 
I'm sorry. Oh, you you would you would <laughs> a, a, a a police officer would love to get you under the bright light. You right. would crack like an egg. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. I threw you straight <laughs> under the bus. Hey, well, you know what? Back it over me. I don't care how much we need confrontation. If Roman Harper taught us anything last week, last week you need hot takes. You need to scream really loud. You need to have different opinions. Ah, yeah. That guy's begging for a promotion, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's trying a little too hard. Yeah, you know that influenced me. I did two or three radio shows today, and I was thinking, you know, I, I better not drop any cliches. Or just be, you know, like coaches and locker rooms and all that stuff, that, you know. So I was extra stats and X's and O's today on all my radio shows mm. that I did. What's your favorite stat that you dropped today? The one where you're like, ooh, I didn't know this. And then you came across it and you're like, okay, I got to use this one. Kentucky's given up 17.5% on third down. That is amazing to me. Absolutely staggering to me. That, that number is, you know, it helps when you hold Youngstown to 0 for 10, but still, that that 17.5% is the most impressive part of this team, in my opinion. What can, I like the stat that there's only been one drive of over 50 yards. Um, I mean – One touchdown drive, one scoring drive of over 50 yards, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting off the field, um, and they're doing it without producing a ton of sacks or tackles for loss. It's It's – yeah. Very bizarre. And, and they force some takeaways, but it's not like they're doing it at a crazy clip like they did in 2020. I mean, this is just a good tackling football team. They're stopping the run, and they're getting ball production in the back end when they can force passing downs. It's just been a really sound, disciplined, physical defense. And they're deep on the, on the front. They can rotate in and out. Uh, we will, Unfortunately, J.J. Weaver got hurt, but, like, them – J.J. Weaver and Wright together is just a hell of a twosome because they can do a lot of stuff with them. But even when they played a lot with that, just one of those guys. And Alex Safari has been yeah. wow as a true freshman. Like, he has been really, really good. I think Jordan Lovett has stepped in as a redshirt freshman, looked the part. And then they've got all those super seniors. Um, but what's really helped this defense, I just think cornerback just is oh, yeah. so much better with Yag, Keegan Smith. Carrington Valentine's really leveled up. And, like, teams are trying to go – yeah, Drew throws up the heart. They're hunting. They're hunting 14. Yeah. And he's making plays. Uh, he keeps making plays. Florida you know, hunted him in the key third down. Youngstown State hunted him. And he just keeps making plays. Go ahead, Freddie. I'm sorry. I thought about something today about that defense and just try to equate that to the offensive struggles that we've seen. Jaquez Jones, DeAndre Square, J.J. Weaver slash Jordan Wright is the equivalent to Drake Jackson, Luke Fortner, and Darren Kennard on one side of the line of scrimmage on the offensive uh, on that side, right? Mm -hmm. When Kentucky needed a play, they went behind Jackson, Fortner, and Kennard. Mm -hmm. that's, how, that's how much this veteran defense plays with Square, Jones, uh, Weaver, and Wright. Kentucky on offense doesn't have that right now on the offensive on up front. They don't have that Jackson Fortner Kennard. We need a yard. Here's where we're going to go. I'm not. I'm not so sure which side you go to right now because uh, against Youngstown, it wasn't there either. Either side really against Florida, that left side played really well with Jagger Burton 
and Kenneth Horsey, but you don't have that that go-to, right? When you need a yard, that identity that you talked about, Adam, you, I don't see that with this Kentucky offensive line yet. But, again, it can happen. And I think this time last year, what well, you know, I think I was certainly saying, where's this uh, Leon Cohen offense, right? Where's all this that we're supposed to be, you know, where is it at? And I think we're in the same spot we are we were last year, kind of saying, where's it at? So, uh, I'm, I'm still encouraged. And But, again, this Saturday is huge for that offense. Huge, huge week of practice for that staff, the players, and just everybody involved with the offensive side of the football. Yeah, just go back to the first possession, third and one, midfield or a little past midfield. They run a boot, and the defense are yeah. ready for it. Yeah, and sack, punt. You know that that yeah. seemed like a that seemed like a rundown. Hammer with yeah. hammer it inside with your tailback, but it seemed like they don't have the confidence to do that right now. Yeah, I, they tried running left a lot, but they're really kind of forcing the issue, and it just wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you get why Tayshawn Manning wasn't playing. So they didn't have the strength there. So they tried going running left, and Kentucky's only averaged, averaged two point nine yards per carry against the Youngstown State Penguins. Now is the time to get right, and I'm going to get right tonight by winning a bunch of money by playing prize picks. I don't know about you folks, but I love me some prize picks. I love their swag. I love being able to play in the great Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, thanks to our good for nothing. Uh, Absolutely good for nothing, state senators. Uh, we can't play games in many states, but you can use uh, our promo code. Check, just check it out. It's a hundred percent deposit match, uh, up to a hundred dollars when you use the promo code KSR. Uh, play tonight. I, I've got some loaded right now. I'm fading Kirk Cousins uh, in this Monday night football game. All you do is you, you pick a couple guys. You go over. You go under. I'm going under on Kirk Cousins' 270 passing yards. Um, but I think I'm going to – he's just going to throw them all to Justin Jefferson, and I'm going to go over on Justin Jefferson's receiving yards. Does it make sense? No, but he doesn't have to because you can have as much fun as you want with prize picks. Uh, just go ahead, pick your guys, play over or under uh, more or less, uh, parlay that – win some money, and use that promo code KSR. You'll double your deposit up to $100 when you play. Not only can you play this Monday night football game, but you can play Thursday night football, um, play college football. They got it all. Download the Prospects app or visit prospects.com to sign up today. That does feel like it's really dumb to fade Kirk Cousins but go with Justin Jefferson. But you know what? I <laughs> What is logic? Really dumb football weekend. <laughs> we had some really dumb stuff happen over the football weekend that I want to talk about. And the ultimate uh, Roush jinx was just our poor guy John Summerall, who oh, he was in the oh. he, he was on the field for the Bluegrass Miracle, and uh, he was on the wrong end of it for Kentucky. And Drew, he was on the wrong end of it again this weekend at, at Boone when Troy was going to upset Appalachian State and. They just keep just finding crazy ways to win football games. Troy's my uh, kind of my second team. I got multiple Troy T-shirts. I love John Sumrall. They get that stop, and I think all of us are guilty. I tweeted Sumrall in all caps. Thank you guys tweeted. It looks like it was over, and I, I honestly quit following, and it wasn't until probably 10 minutes it actually happened until I get back on Twitter and saw that Hail Mary 
just heartbroken for him and how hard they fought. I don't know if y'all saw that halftime interview he did where he was getting fired up about how they're going to fight in the second half. And to lose like that, that was a tough one. It's good for college football. We like those heroics, but as a Summerall fan, that one hurt. It hurt real bad. I don't – it also hurt me too that we couldn't get a Bobby Petrino uh, family day win at Arkansas. <laughs> uh, that one hurt. And the other one that hurt too, Freddie, freaking the, the USF Bulls, they should have beat Florida. For, Billy Napier, what what deal did he make with the devil? He should be over right now <laughs> and on the hot seat down in Gainesville. Instead, he's 2-1. Yeah, wait, wait till they get a little dose of that orange in Knoxville this weekend. It, yeah. it, it's it'll come full circle then. Uh, yeah, Florida. You know the truth of the matter is Florida's just not that talented right now. I mean, they just it, it's it's amazing what talent does for coaching. He, he, he was hired for a reason, Freddie. Yeah, I, I just don't think Florida <laughs> has a lot of talent, and yeah. uh, I can say the same about LSU. You know, it's just different teams. You know, it's it's odd for Kentucky fans like myself to look and see the discrepancy in favor of Kentucky as far as talent-wise. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think Tennessee could run them out of the stadium. But, again, I mean, I think Napier will be, do a good job there, but he's got to recruit or hit the portal or something and get some dudes. Yeah, people got a little bamboozled by the logos. Yes. Early in the year. Yes. Uh, Florida just just depth-wise. I mean, they just – especially on, in the trenches, it's just – that's really where they're missing and lack of speed, like perimeter yeah. speed for Florida. No one's really talking, but that, that's it's like the slowest Florida team I've ever seen. Um, there's just no threat to go up top, and it's hard hard to play quarterback like that, you know, when you can't when you can't stretch it deep if you're Anthony Richardson. So he's swimming a little bit. Yeah, you know, now they got to go up and try to defend that Tennessee offense. They better, they better play ball control and keep away, or they could be in a world of hurt. Were you all like Florida. me and worried that if South Florida won that, it would just take away from what Kentucky yeah. did? 100%. Yeah. I was actually well, rooting for that all the time, just, though. Yeah. yeah. People are going to play scoreboard math here in the state this week. Yeah. Um, with the Louisville at South Florida game. I'm not going to cry tears when Florida loses games. I'm just not. Um, little part in me is going to be very happy anytime I see the Gators lose. So if they want to go ahead and go 4 and 8, go 4 and 8. All right. The game isn't played until November and it's at Florida, but let's say neutral site in two weeks, Florida versus South Carolina. What's the spread? Mm. Florida minus three. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Four, I, maybe four, 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 five, but yeah. That's, yeah, that's I was going to say three. Yeah. But they're both, they're both like Spider-Man memeing each other right now. Like, yeah. The quarterback Wait, you have the going the other way. Supposed to be the greatest quarterback ever. No, you have the quarterback <laughs> who's the greatest ever. What? Huh? Yeah. South Carolina was already overrated, and they've just got demolished with injuries on top of that. Uh, I mean, you don't want to cheer for injuries, but we talked about it. I expected Georgia to kill them. Georgia killed them. I expect a very long year for South Carolina. And if Kentucky can get the offense rolling, I am counting down until Beamer can get his from Stoops. Um, after all the hype South Carolina got at Media Day. I know Freddie has some feelings about that one. Oh, yeah. It was uh, the South Carolina Love Fest in Atlanta. You know, but too bad the Gamecocks might be out of the playoff contention already. <laughs> <I think. laughs> 
we'll wait and see how the voters play that out. But yeah, I mean, where are the dudes at? I mean, I just with South Carolina, uh, you know, football's an easy football's a complicated game, but it's kind of an easy game. <laughs> he was hired for he was hired for a reason. Yeah, you got really good players. You're usually pretty good. So uh, I think he's recruiting at a high level. He's annoying as I'll get out, but uh, it is what it is. There, I think mm-hmm. Kentucky's better than both of them. The, uh, I don't think Beamer liked that question from Phil after the game. No. <laughs> what the hell, Phil? What kind of question is that, Phil? Oh, man. Come on, Phil. Come on. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to go on Phil's podcast anytime soon. <laughs> I'm sure he will. Sure he's got five, I think he did, has more radio hits lined up than Freddie this week. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one team I think I did get wrong and it, it might be a case similar to Tennessee where they just beat up on bad teams easily is Mississippi state. I mean, granted that game, the scoreboard isn't indicative of how close it was. Cause it just kind of got hairy there at the end for the Bulldogs. But I thought Mississippi state could realistically be the second or third best team in the West. And man, they just, the lack of execution, uh, it just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and the fact that they gave up 32 points. I know that they had a short field after that muff punt, but that defense, I mean, LSU isn't a juggernaut of an offense with Jane Daniels at quarterback, Freddie. Like, I know they got some talent on the edges, but, like, they're not that good, and they just went up and down against that Mississippi State defense. Yeah. That game, I, I know it'll be different, when, you know, and we'll be talking about once that game gets here, but that game isn't as intimidating to me as I thought it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Zach Arnett fan, the defensive coordinator. I think he does a really good job. Got a great mustache, too. <laughs> you know, he does a lot of uh, confusion and tries to create some havoc and does some things. But, yeah, I was surprised by that because LSU, you know, uh, Kayshawn Butte, I mean, name another dude on that offense. I mean, they may have a couple, but it's just not there. They, you know, did really what they wanted to. And you got to give Matt House credit for, for – slowing down that Mississippi State defense, offense and, and Mike Leach. So, I was surprised by that outcome. But because uh, I'm like you, I thought Mississippi State had a chance to be really good this year. Yeah, Texas A&M, they're still frauds. Um, gosh, that, that game. I stayed up. Like, it's one of those games where I had fun staying up and watching that game. Uh, but it, it was not, like, fun football to watch. Like, Drew's having fun right now because his Titans just scored. So. Having a blast. Had a little Derrick Henry anytime score. We'll just go ahead and check that box there. Texas A&M, not good at football, though. Yeah, no, not good. That atmosphere was good. And, you know, Jimbo, they're back and everything. But, um, you know, Kentucky, I, I just love that where we're at right now, where you, you see that eight next to the name when the scroll is going along. And, you know, like the defense is playing lights out. They're dealing with some injuries. Uh, the good news, at least, is J.J. Weavers doesn't seem to be, you know, he, they're not going to play him against Northern Illinois, but he could be back for that old Miss game, right? So that it's it's the severity of it, the longevity of it, um, isn't as bad as we thought it might be. Um, but the offense has played like a shell of itself, and they still had 480 yards Saturday and scored 31 points. I mean, Dan Key is 
looking like a junior receiver that's getting ready for the NFL draft, and he's a true freshman. Like, there's a there's a lot to like about this Kentucky team, and and Drew, they're they're just getting started, bro. They're just getting started. Well, you mentioned that that eight by their name, which looks lovely, but the way the schedule's lined up and the way the defense is playing, if the offense can just get it going a little better, and having Chris Rodriguez back next week helps. That eight can can look even better before you really run into some good competition. The way South Carolina looks, of course, Mississippi State's behind that one. They're looking good, but um, if Kentucky plays the way they're capable of playing, that eight isn't going anywhere for a while, and they'll stay in that top ten. I um, I there was one game I didn't stay up late for. I saw the score and it was really really bad. I was like, Ugh, geez, things aren't looking good for Arizona State and Herm Edwards. Well, um, they were so bad that Herm Edwards. Didn't even make it into the locker room before he was fired by Arizona State. They just said, eh, sorry, you're gone. Uh, they have some of an excuse because he got in some off-the-field trouble, but it's got to go down as one of the most embarrassing firings in all of college football, right up there with Lane Kiffin getting left on the tarmac. So, guys, I, I want to put this question out there for you guys. Drew, uh, I know you just got fired by Tony Romas the last time Kentucky shut out a team. So, where would the most – what's the most embarrassing way to get fired? Um, and if you want to be college football coach specific, by all means, but uh, what, what's the most embarrassing place to get fired? I think the Herm Edwards um, on the field before you can even get back in the – if we're sticking with sports, I mean, at least let me walk to the locker room and put the bookend on this game and talk to my team before you fire me. It's the equivalent of leaving the office at five o'clock on Friday and your boss grabbing you and say, Hey, you're fired. Have a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That is essentially what it is. You worked all week. You get through the work week. You have not a great ending. And then, you know, you're looking forward to maybe some time off here, maybe a day off and you get fired. It reminded me of the screen grab where it's a shame the show was pre-taped, uh, but the Bobby Petrino, when he got fired and, it was coming across the wave three screen, right. like Bobby Petrino fired. And there he is talking on the Bobby Petrino show. Uh, that would be bad. It would also be really funny if like, you know, I well, let's see this in a different world that, uh, you know, Mitch Barnhart uh, is in the media room and the, the head coach comes in and say, oh, nah, not so fast. I, I, I'm going to take questions tonight because you're done. Like, that would be rough. You know, um, you know what else is rough? Getting chased by Alan Cutler after you get fired. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. That's a tough one. There's a genius way to get out of being fired, though. Just don't show up to the meeting where you're getting fired. Mm -hmm. Like, great way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can stay on the run for a couple weeks. Be, thir to be 13 here with a great comment. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I once got fired walking into an early Saturday morning shift and I was only mad because I had already woken up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Please call man. me. Scott Frost, he deserved, like, it, it would have been fun to see him, like, like if they left him in Ireland, you know, like you got a hitchhike home. <laughs> he could afford a plane ride home. I don't think. Yeah. Too far. I would, I would love to have to stay in Ireland a little longer. Mike Leach got like fired at Tennessee before he got hired. Yeah. Where they, they hired had a verbal him. agreement. Yeah. And then Phil Fulmer was like, we ain't hiring this guy. And just like <laughs> did a coup and then got the AD <laughs> fired. So that that AD couldn't hire Mike Leach. 
Yeah, that, that goes down in the list of – don't get me started off on it. Let's just, let's just stop, yeah. stop there. That was only the second coach they ran off in that one coaching search. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all talking about my friend now. Yeah, oh, man. Freddie, yeah. Freddie and Phil are That's good buddies. Buddy. They always say that we need a 2007 uh, 30 for 30 on that college football season. We need a 30 for 30 on that Tennessee coaching search. Like, that's just an oh, mwah, chef's kiss. Just a beautiful all-timer. Um, I got to go to Fulmer's last game. It was very sad in Knoxville. So sad. I mean, just so sad. It wasn't sad at all for me. Everyone there was crying. I was I there wasn't. too, Drew. Yeah. You were there? Yeah. We should have linked up. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, Aaron uh, said he thought that was the Rutgers coach. Shiano got ran off because they, they they didn't want him to be their coach, so they said they didn't like him because he was on Jerry Sandusky's coaching staff. No, they just made that up. Like Clay Travis is that because he didn't like Greg Shiano. Um, that was just a – that was a wild time in Knoxville. Uh Speaking of Rutgers, uh, they're playing Iowa this week. 35 and a half is the under, over, are you, under. Are you still around the train, Nick? Oh. Huh. True, true. So, look forward to that later on in pick three. We'll have that out uh, Thursday. Maybe some NFL plays this week. Who knows? Because uh, somebody knew the Dolphins were going to come back against the Ravens. We, talk, we, we don't talk a ton of NFL here, but, Freddie, those comebacks on Sunday were out of this world. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah. Uh, Two in the Dolphins. Six touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I I didn't like the uh, Steelers getting beat. But I have a feeling that that could be a common occurrence this year, Nick. Yeah. It doesn't look good there. But, yeah, it was was a fun weekend. And uh, get to see Josh Allen tonight against Bruce Titan. So, love NFL, and I'm glad it's back. Yeah, we'll get to see Zadarius. Uh, throw some dudes around. Uh, got to see Luke Fortner get his first W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Trevor Lawrence looked looks like a number one overall pick. It's because they're it's playing team. the Colts. Colts always lose there. How about Marquan McCall getting action already in Carolina? Barely makes the team. A lot of people projected he wouldn't make the team. Had a good final preseason game. And now making plays already and getting shout-outs on Red Zone. I'm just waiting for his jersey to go up on NFLshop.com. I'll be wearing that everywhere. <laughs> that tackle for loss he had, I mean, he blew that play up. I mean, that was a, a Deion Walker Detroit special. Is that what we're just calling that now? Like yeah, and then um, before Marquand McCall, we had Quentin Bohanna, who did the same thing on Sunday Night Football, had a big play where he blew up a big run, so – had the Mike Edwards pick six, like it. Now we're talking earlier how those two popped up on red zone back to back, which is pretty cool for Kentucky fans. It's weird. We always had that. That I hate to say the other sport, Freddie. Don't come to the computer and punch me. But you'd be able to, you know, turn on NBA highlights and every couple games, be like, oh, there's so and so, former cat. Now with the NFL, we're seeing a little bit of that with Kentucky yeah. guys spread out. It's been a lot of fun to follow. Yeah, how was that experience against Quinn Bohanna? Like it? Not fun. Hey, um, as Harkin bad as the Steelers are, Harkin. they are the first place AFC North Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't you forget about that, Mr. Luckett. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so do we want to get to our weekly make fun of Louisville? Yeah. yeah. Please. Yeah, we waited so long. Louisville in the show. 
Did you all see – like Scott Satterfield didn't know the guy's name who went for 11 and 220 on them at, at receiver? <laughs> I he didn't said, oh, see that. You know, they asked him what, what was – what made Johnny Wilson so tough to cover? And Scott goes, oh, is that the big guy? <laughs> and so that that's been making the rounds here locally. Well, I can't ever watch Louisville play because they play on Fridays, which is trash. By that trash league, yeah, back to back. I mean, you're taking gate money away from high school programs that need it. I don't like that a bit. And I would boycott Kentucky if they played on a Friday night. But the SEC is the premier league and would never uh, stoop that low to take gate money away from half the southeastern states. So, good. I, my favorite part was that I – so I was at a wedding and I was just like checking scores and hearing from Louisville fans there. The funniest part of that experience was the next morning, Mark and I are driving together to the game and I was just like, so tell me how it went. Funniest part was finding out that Jordan Travis got hurt in like the first quarter and they still lost. <laughs> To a backup quarterback. <laughs> Not even a good one. Dude had a hose, though. I will say that. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever get to watch him because I'm always driving back from our high school game on Fridays. So Hey, we're, um, we're, where's the game at this week, Freddie? The Kroger we KSR game of the week. It's Frederick Douglass at Scott County. It's the Kroger KSR game of the week. So, Do they have a, a name rivalry. for that rivalry? Yet they no, can't big. because they don't even say each other's names. It's the team up north or that team on Winchester Road. I mean, they don't even say each other's names, so uh, it needs one because these two don't like each other very much. Where's that game fun. at, Freddie? It's at Scott County. It's going to be fun. Be packed house. Well, it's going to be a packed house at the Krogue, too. We got one more night game. You can't tailgate in the Krogue, but you can't, or excuse me, at the Grove, but you can tailgate at the Krogue. All day Saturday, I know we'll be out and about early. Uh, Drew's going to be riding around with uh, our, our friend Stephen Peake, hanging out with folks. Um, it's going to be debuting a debuting a new show. Um, say what? We're debuting a new uh, YouTube show around the tailgates. Should be a lot of fun. Do you want to share the name of it? Or no, no, we'll wait. But if anyone has a tailgate, you want us to stop by. We'd love for to see your tents. Yes, it would be. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Cats and the Huskies, seven o'clock at Kroger Field. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us tonight. Kentucky Sports Radio on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Use the promo code KSR on PrizePix. Visit justicedental.com. Go get your teeth clean. And go Cats. We'll see y'all next week on the KSR Football Podcast. And peep the technique. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.